Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And together with our world-class coaching team, we've helped over 6,000 women over 40 to fit back into their favourite clothes over the past decade. For more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So today's episode is part two of the five biggest menopause weight loss myths that I've We've seen holding women back that have stopped them seeing results in their 40s, 50s and 60s over the past decade. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. We've worked with so many women over 40 who were struggling to lose weight and who weren't seeing any movement on the scales no matter what they tried. These women were trying all of the things which worked in their 20s and 30s, but then stepping on the scales at the end of the week and seeing zero movement. And for many of these ladies, this was starting to have a big impact on their confidence and their self-esteem, making it really difficult for them to enjoy life to the fullest. And I can't tell you how many women I've spoken to who felt they were no longer able to wear their favorite clothes, who were choosing their clothes to cover up problem areas instead of wearing what they liked, putting in loads and loads of hard work and effort, but then not seeing any change in the mirror and starting to worry they'd never be able to get their weight under control and never be able to see the amazing results they wanted. But despite all of that, we helped these women to remove all the barriers that were blocking them from seeing results and to quickly and easily get the scales moving, lose the excess weight, regain their confidence and get back to feeling amazing in all their clothes all in just a few short months. There are five main reasons why women struggle to lose weight around menopause, three of which we've covered in part one of this series a couple of weeks ago. And in today's podcast, we're going to reveal the two final reasons that hold women back around menopause, and we will share our top strategies which have helped over 6,000 women to drop one to two dress sizes, fit back into all their favorite clothes, and feel incredible wearing anything they like in 12 weeks or less. So just to just to recap what we covered in part one then very quickly. So there's the first kind of three reasons why women struggle to lose weight and turn up around menopause are firstly they're doing the wrong type of exercise for their age and hormones so this means they don't see any results no matter how hard they try so if they're trying things like cardio hit spinning running none of that works well around menopause if you want to find out exactly why go and check out part one secondly a lot of people we work with they were not seeing results because before we worked together because they were eating either too much or too drinking too much or they're consuming too little and too little is just as big a problem as too much. And this is not just about calories. So again, people can get quite obsessed with calories, focusing on these really low calorie diets like 1200 to 800 calories a day, but actually it's about getting the right amount of the key three. So this is calories, protein, and fiber. And a lot of the people we work with were having too little of all of them. So not enough protein, not enough fiber, and trying to eat a very small amount of calories, which wasn't really working for them. So they didn't see any of the results they wanted. It overstressed the body, um, and then it causes kind of the body to really hold on to fat around menopause. And then the third reason why people weren't seeing good results is they don't have anyone to turn to for help and support when life throws them a curveball. So they were trying to do it on their own. We all like to think we can do it on their own, but for the women we work with and for women around menopause, often life is more complicated than that. But not only have you got hormonal changes, but they're also seeing, um, they've also got to a point in their career where they've climbed the career ladder for the past 20, 30 years. They're in a really, really high pressure role 
it's really, really stressful. And then on top of that, they're also still juggling family responsibilities a lot of the time, whether it's caring for aging parents or uh, children or kind of looking after both of them, what they call the sandwich generation. Um, it's a lot to deal with um, on top of trying to manage everything on their own and keep themselves accountable and it tends to not work. So what would happen is people have a family crisis, there's a stressful week at work, a holiday or weekend blowout or any other kind of distraction and that leads them to giving up. So those are the first three mistakes, wrong type of exercise, eating too much or too little and only focusing on calories, or they don't have anyone to turn to for help and support. So they don't have that support and accountability, but there's still a couple more mistakes that we see all the time that stops women from seeing progress around menopause. So Ben, what else do you see happening that keeps women stuck around menopause? So there's a couple of other things which keep women stuck, but before I go into these, if you haven't already, if you want the kind of full version, the full detail about everything that you're just talking about, Rob, so everyone listening, um, make sure you go back, check out that previous episode and you can get the kind of full information on those first three points, which are so important and um, they're so crucial. But the fourth point is that people don't focus on changing their mindset, which is essential to maintain your results long term. So if you're always having thoughts like, you know, it's not working for me, it's different for me, screw it, I've ruined it all after having one bad day or one bad week, or you're thinking, you know, I deserve a treat after a stressful week at work, it's all too easy to then give in when life gets hard or life gets stressful. For example, if your work runs on late, you're feeling really stressed, and then you get into this situation where you're either thinking you can either have a takeaway or you can get yourself kind of a healthy, ready meal. But if you haven't worked on your mindset, you're going to make that negative choice. You're going to order that massive takeaway. You're going to open that bottle of wine. It's not necessarily going to get you the results you want. So, so Ben, then we need to work on the mindset. What, what can people actually do though? What can they do instead of just turning to the wine, turning to the takeaway, um, those default choices when things get hard? So although it comes down to kind of making the choice in the moment, so figuring out what choice you're going to take whether it's a takeaway or the healthy ready meal or something you've prepared in advance that's more healthy making that decision a lot of that comes down to what's happened previously so the work that you've put in previously will mean that when you get into that decision where you're having to kind of make that choice that you'll make the right choice it's almost like um you know if you think about an athlete who's got to run 100 meters or something like that how fast they run in that 100 meters mostly comes down to what is the training they've done over the previous weeks, months, years, leading up to that one 10 second thing where they then get the world record. So it's about doing that preparation. So what we recommend for our clients is to use mindset tools to basically put your head in the right place every day, which allows you to then be consistent. So you're, you're building this mindset of one of those kind of fit people or healthy people. You're becoming someone who can just make those choices consistently. And we do this with our clients through through their journey, focusing specifically on it in phase two of our program. So there's four phases inside of the Fit Over 40 program. First phase is mainly about fat loss and kind of, you know, what to do in terms of your actual nutrition, exercise, etc. Once we've got a handle on that, once our clients have started seeing some results, we realize then that it's so important that they work on that mindset so they can maintain long term. So the second 12 weeks, we use a tool called the stress shield that our clients can use to basically stay consistent no matter what life throws at them. And this is it's really fascinating. So there's more and more research coming out about this. And one of the parts of that we do is we teach our clients to do a very simple, quick form of meditation. They can do it for a couple of minutes a day. 
And there's more and more research coming out about how this can stop things like emotional eating, stop things like stress eating, because we have this part of our brain um, called the posterior cingulate cortex, PCC, and then the um, default mode network, which we basically um, fall back into. This is what we fall back into when we're stressed, when we can't think straight. If you've ever had this where you're autumn, you know, you almost find yourself opening the fridge or the cupboards and just you're eating things and you're like, how have I even got here? I haven't really even thought this through. I've just automatically done it. That's that default kind of pathway, the neurological pathway um, taking over. And what things like meditation, what the stress shield tool will do, and they literally study people's brains and they can see these parts of the brain switching on or, or not switching on so much, is it will give you the ability to kind of like buffer that so you don't go straight into that default pattern. It, it actually means that that part of the brain doesn't light up when you're stressed as much or if at all. Whereas previously, and a lot of people we work with are very stressed. As soon as that happens, that default system switches on and it's it's something that's developed for when we were um, when we were more primitive creatures. We haven't actually evolved that much from, from that stage to make sure we go when we're stressed and get the, you know, hunt the animal, get the food, so we survive. But now we don't need that in that form, you know, the food is plentiful when we're really, really stressed. The last thing we actually probably need to do is go and order the takeaway or go to the cupboards and, and raid the, the crisps and the wine. So it doesn't just change it on a woo-woo, touchy-feely um, state. It, it also changes your your actual neural neurological pathways in your brain so that you make better choices. So that's four mistakes we covered three last time one there work on that mindset but really you can change how your brain responds to stress so you don't make those choices anymore what's the last thing you see people struggling with around menopause ben so the final thing is just people that lack accountability so accountability is absolutely essential so what we mean by accountability is having someone checking up on you basically making sure that you'll do what you said you do so holding you to account because let's face it when you're stressed, when you're tired, when you've had a really bad week of work, it's easy to let yourself down. It's easy to just say, do you know what? I can't really be bothered. And like, if you're the only person who you're going to be disappointing or letting down in that situation, it's very easy to just sort of write it off and say, do you know what? I, haven't, I can't, I can't do this. I haven't got the energy for it. I'm not going to bother with it. So unless you're in the 1% of the population who seem to have basically unlimited willpower and they can just keep themselves accountable, then having someone external to be accountable is an absolute must. Yeah, it's so important. Like I, I've mentioned this on, on recent episodes. I actually have a coach now, so I've got my session today um, that even I work with. And um, this is a fitness coach. It's for Olympic weightlifting, which is something I'm trying to improve. But I just wasn't doing that. I, I knew kind of what I needed to do, to be honest, but I just wasn't doing it because I didn't have anyone to answer to when I had that busy week of work. So we now have a team of 12 people. It's a lot of work to manage. Uh, I know a lot of the people we work with have significantly more things going on so it's even more difficult and what I found was I wanted to see this progress in this area of my health and fitness but on my own it just wasn't happening I said yeah I should do that and then it would get to Friday and I hadn't done the, that I'd done my other types of fitness stuff that I do um, which have become habit now which happens for everyone if you do something consistently enough for long enough but this particular thing I wanted to progress in I was not doing it on my own so Having that person who says, first of all, here's what you're going to do this week. So giving you that structure. This is what I found has really helped me. So that Sam, my coach, gives me the workouts. I don't then have to think about them. I get them provided for me and I know I'm confident 
in his ability to get the result I want. So that's great. So I get that. And then if I haven't done it, he'll message and say, you missed your workout today. What's going on? Are you planning to do it later in the week? So he's keeping me accountable to it and then reviewing my progress every single week as well. And without that, it's really, really easy to give up after a hard day or a hard week or say, I'll, I'll come back to it next week. And without that consistency, you can't see any results. And I think we like to believe we can do it on our own. For about a year, I thought, oh yeah, I'll crack this weightlifting thing on my own. And in reality, I've seen more progress in the last couple of months working with Sam than I have done in the last year, just by working with someone who's not only an expert in what I want to progress in, but also someone who is keeping me accountable to actually doing the work that realistically I can make the time to do, but I just wasn't on my own. And for a lot of us, like when we, ben, ben, when we used to go to the gym together, when we were 21, 22, 23, look, it's a lot easier. You don't, have, we thought we were busy and stressed. I think we, everyone did at that age. This was at university. In reality, we had loads of time and we'd go for the gym for one to two hours and you know, our life was less complicated. It was very easy that we, you know, we weren't having to report um, to a team to manage the, the team and all of that stuff. But now it's very hard. Doing it alone is really, really hard when your life becomes more complicated, more stressful. And it's very, very easy to fail in private. Like for me, if I didn't do those weightlifting sessions on my own, there's no repercussion short-term to giving up, but I would not get to where I wanted to be long-term. So we need some sort of help here when, when it, you know, it's really, really difficult on our own. I think we don't want to acknowledge we want help. I think I'd, if, if you're anything like Viva, kind of proud, like I like to think I can do it on my own. But for a lot of people, I think that may not be the case. So what would you say, Ben, is like the best solution to someone who's, who knows they should be doing something, but perhaps they, they're not doing it or they're not doing it consistently enough and they're not seeing any result? So if you, for someone who's kind of struggling with that consistency, I'd always say if you're going to succeed with any difficult achievement in life, that accountability is going to be absolutely essential. So for example, you know, you show up to work because you know if you didn't, your boss or your colleagues would notice. So essentially you are accountable to them. And if you look at you know, every, every like professional athlete, pretty much anyone who's like put in loads and loads of work and seen some sort of success. You always look at, when you look into it, they've had a coach or a team of coaches or there's always been someone there. It's not like, you know, you know, Usain Bolt or someone, he's just decided to learn how to do the hundred meters and become the, the best sprinter of all time by himself. He's had a team of people behind him helping him get to that point and keeping him accountable to do it. And I think another myth as well that people people think is that some people, um, that people, that you know, if you look at someone who's kind of really consistent with things and they're always doing workouts and they're in very good shape, people think that those people are always, you know, well, you know, they maybe they're really excited to exercise, maybe they always want to do their workouts, etc. The reality is like even... Uh, from you, myself and you, Rob, I know we've been in doing fitness for say you know, 15 years or something like that, even after that time and being really consistent with it over that time, still most times when I have to come and do some exercise, especially when it's something that's um, not necessarily super fun exercise, more kind of training stuff that's a bit more mundane. I very rarely actually think, wow, I'm so excited to do this training session. Usually it's like, I've got to sort of drag myself into it. And having that extra accountability means that you're having to do less dragging yourself to, to, towards doing it. And you've got somebody else who's almost giving you a helping hand and just, you know, making it much, much easier to do what you know that you need to be doing anyway. And the good thing about it is, I mean, it, it might sound like that's a, 
that sounds like a miserable thing, having to force yourself to do these workouts, etc. But the reality is, as you'll know, uh, as most people will know, the feeling that you get once you've finished doing the workout or finished eating the healthy meal or finished doing whatever it is you know you should have done, you then feel it's then a very positive feeling. You're like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I actually pushed through and did it. So you, you do end up overall feeling better, feeling more positive about it. And I think the the more you build that habit of like being really consistent with your eating and your exercise, et cetera, once you've, once you've really got into it, it becomes a lot more of an enjoyable process. But at the very start, I think the, the earlier you are in the journey, almost the more accountability that you need uh, and, and the more useful that accountability is going to be. So, Essentially, accountability is key. Anything that, for most people, things like work, etc., the reason you show up and you're so consistent with that is because there is accountability there. So it's just about creating the equivalent with your health and fitness. So what do you need? So you need someone who's basically keeping an eye on what you're doing, checking in with you at least every week, checking in on you if they notice that you're not doing what you should be doing or that you may have gone off track or you might be struggling. We don't really recommend that this is a friend or family member. Um, I don't want to say it never works. I think it can work sometimes, but you have to, it's very rare that you'll find someone who's going to be a good account, like give you good accountability, who's a friend or family member. There's a couple of reasons. So with a friend, usually because they're your friend primarily, and they're not kind of your coach, they won't be too hard on you. So they'll let you off the hook. If you say, you know, I can't be bothered, they'll say, oh, no worries. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about not doing it today. Whereas a coach will hold you to a higher standard and say, listen, I know you can't be bothered, but you've got to get this done. And then the different, the, the second thing with a family member, so if you talk, choose, for example, you know, a partner, um, when we get that from that feedback from a partner, it's like, you know, oh, have you done your workout? Or do you think, is that a good thing to be eating on your diet plan, etc.? It comes across in a really kind of naggy way, I think, when it's from a family member, uh, especially when it's a partner. Um, and often when people get that feedback from from a partner or from someone who's close to them, like a family member, you'll almost rebel and kind of do the opposite just to sort of prove them wrong kind of thing. So it needs to be someone who's impartial, someone you respect, who's ideally as well experienced in what you're trying to achieve. So you know that when they're giving you advice, when they're telling you to do something, they've already helped thousands of people do the same thing. So it's much easier to just just trust what they're saying and just kind of go with the flow and follow the process. And accountability is just one of the reasons that our clients see such fantastic results as every member of our Fit Over 40 program is assigned their own coach who is an expert in helping women over 40 to see results. They check in with them every single week. If they don't check in, it's flagged up and we're straight in touch to find out what's not working and help get them back on track as quickly as possible. And I have a great example of this. So this is from a a client of ours called Sarah. So she was kind of stuck gaining weight during a really challenging menopause uh, until she kind of changed the five things we talked about today and in the previous episode. So Sarah's 51 and she's from East Sussex and she uh, runs um, sales operations in the organization that she works for. And she said, I had an awful journey into the menopause. So this is a quote. She said, um, I was not quite realizing what it was, but suffering with aching joints, high levels of anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. And most of all, surprised by how much I was aging over a short period of time. My weight weight crept up over a few years and I let it happen, thinking that this was just normal and part of the aging process. I went through the process of exercising, mainly high impact or cardio, convincing myself that I needed to break into a sweat to be burning calories and make a difference, and eventually stopping either through injury, periods of work stress, or lack of results. 
So all of these things are kind of the stakes that we talked about in pre- the previous episode. So she said, I was still bothered by feeling sluggish, out of shape and disheartened by only fitting into a fraction of my wardrobe, yet couldn't bring myself to remove the smaller size clothes to make much needed space for the larger sizes. I met with a friend who I hadn't seen for almost a year, who was eight months into her journey with Trinity, and she looked amazing. She hadn't just lost weight, lost weight, but her shape was also changing to slim and athletic, and she looked radiant. Naturally, I was interested to know what she did to transform herself, and she told me about the Trinity plan and where she was on the Trinity journey. I signed up the next day. I tried Newman the previous year and found it expensive for what it was, with an off-the-shelf calorie target that was easy to cheat on with no accountability. I also found the daily reading on the tips, uh, the daily reading on tips to stay on track excessive and ended up stopping reading them and eventually stopped the program altogether. I'm four weeks into the Trinity plan and have so far lost half a stone. I surprised how quickly I started seeing results with the workouts and felt better in my clothes within the first week. I thought the hardest thing for me was to um, the hardest thing for me to give up on um, this plan would be alcohol. Since starting, I've overcome that and all my cravings, and I'm really enjoying my fitter and healthier outlook on life. The meal plan is really easy to follow. I don't feel at all deprived due to the guided eating patterns and targets. I'm also enjoying the workouts and love the way I feel afterwards and particularly how much stronger and more toned I am. This gives me the motivation to keep driving forward and to make sure the exercise is properly managed in my week. The investment's worth every penny to teach you the nutrition and exercise skills needed to sustain long-term and healthy weight loss. The goals are customized to work for you and the team are a driving force to help make sure your goals are achievable and a reality. Amazing. And if you want to find out more about the plan that Sarah followed, along with thousands of other women who lost one to two stone and one to two dress sizes in 12 weeks or less, go to www.fit40info.com and you'll find all of the details on that page. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.